Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com. So thank you so much for this great privilege to be trusted with this ministry and to step on that platform. And... Uh, Thank you guys for being such a great friends and supporters. It's still fresh, this fellowship, but it's growing and getting more and more mature because uh, we believe in you that God, God, God is doing something specific, something special. We don't have to be equal and, I mean, like uh, all the same. I mean, the gifts... The multifolded grace of God is being revealed in a different levels, different you know ways and expressions, and all of us are included. You know, let me give you this example: uh, the preciousness of the most precious stone found on the earth is not actually in the very stone, talking about a diamond, but it is in the ability to reflect the light in a thousands of different ways. You see, our preciousness is found not in us, but our preciousness is found in the way we're able to reflect God's beauty, grace, and glory in, in multiple ways, in thousands of ways. That's how we are all different, but we all reflect the one. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I have a message for you. And uh, before anything else, I just want to say that preaching is not about just bringing a new information, good information, exciting information. Preaching is about an impartation. So I believe what I'm going to share will touch not your brain or just your, you know, uh, hunger for uh, knowledge because the brain is like a sponge constantly lacking you know information but the heart is also thirsty and hungry for the reality you see so the reality of God and the reality of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is appointed to be imparted into our lives and to grow and to become a vital part of our being and of our identity amen so I believe what I'm going to share will be an impartation. But before anything else, I just want you to meet my family. This is my wife, Albena. And, uh, and I have the, this amazing, awesome privilege. Like two weeks ago, my son and our daughter-in-law, Ina, also have arrived in the United States. Come on, guys. Stand up so they may know you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, God is so good. So my son obtained a green card, and uh, now he will become an American citizen. <laughs> what an amazing privilege. You see, your nation is a blessing for the whole world. Amen. And your church also. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so um, I want to start with a story from the New Testament. It's a famous story for most of you, maybe 
who read the, the, the New Testament in the Bible. And it, it talks about Jesus healing ten lepers. You know, leprosy is a terrible disease. Uh, disease and uh, uh, during the time of Jesus, medicine was not that much advanced. So many people were stricken by, by this deadly uh, sickness. And uh, the terrible things about leprosy is it, it's killing your nervous system, you know, peripheral nervous system. So you, you become senseless. Like uh, you touch something hot and you don't even realize it's hot. Or during the cold night, uh, your feet are freezing and you don't realize that it's that cold. So usually le leprosy is damaging your body uh, and, and bringing damage to your body without even noticing it. So most of these people, you know, they, they would be missing parts of their bodies, you know, and it, it's, it's uh, uh, killing you slowly, you know, not like the song, but in a more terrible way, okay? So... Uh, and uh, ten lepers, that's interesting, met Jesus uh, and they, they stood from afar because at that time it was forbidden for, for, for someone who is a, a leper, uh, you know, to have a contact or fellowship with the normal people. And that adds even more to that sickness because they were not just sick, but they were also despised and rejected by the society. So they stood from afar and they cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, Lord, have mercy on us. And, uh, uh, you know, Jesus is amazing. Uh, every time I face a challenge, I face a trouble, I know who lives in me and I know he is the champion of my life, you know. The champion lives in you. Recently, I was reading a story from the Old Testament about Samson. Do, do, do you know how powerful Samson was? Not just killing like thousands of people, but he was besieged in a city during the night. And like in, in the midst of the night, he goes out and he sees that the doors and the, the door of the city, you know, is something huge, something solid. And he, he, he broke through that door put it on his shoulders and brought it to up on a hill. You know, like claim a mountain with that door, uh, with the post and everything you know, on his shoulders. He brought it to the mountain top. And then I was reading this story and, and the Lord told me, the same spirit who was with Samson lives now in you. Yeah. You see, it's the same spirit, amen. The champion lives in you. And you see, uh, Jesus facing that situation, he was not overwhelmed. You know, sometimes we are overwhelmed with facing like a deadly sickness with one person. Jesus met ten persons at once. Right. Woo! <laughs> All of them in a different backgrounds and situations. And he just said, go show yourself to the priest. At that time, it was required if you get healed of leprosy, there is only one person uh, who can certify your healing and restores you back to the society. And that's the high priest. That's why Jesus sent them to the high priest and to the, the, the priest uh, service. So they may, may be, get approved, you know, that they are healed and be restored officially back to the society. You cannot go just boasting, hey, I, I met someone, he healed me, I'm okay, I'm clean. No, no, you have to, to, to be approved by the, the priest uh, uh, service at, at the temple. That's why Jesus was taking care of them, you know, so they might be restored back to the society. Amen? 
And, and, uh, but to go to the priest, uh, you, you need to believe what Jesus is telling you that it's going to be okay, it's going to work, and you will be restored and you will be fine. So they headed to the, uh, the temple, and the Bible says amazingly, somewhere like 10, 15 minutes later on the way, while still walking and going, uh, you know, heading to that place, all of them got healed. All of them got cleansed and restored. And I'm telling you, your new state would be even greater and better than your former condition. Because the Bible says about Nehemiah, when God healed him in the river of Jordan, he was not just restored to his normal, uh, how to say, uh, condition of his skin, but his skin got renewed and became uh, as new, as soft, as, as fresh as in a baby. That's what the Bible says. God, God gave him even a greater of what he, he, he would be as a normal man. Do, do you believe that what God has prepared for you, you know, today, tomorrow, and the next week, next year, will be greater and better of what even you had when you were 18, 20, 25, whatever. That's in the Bible. Don't be satisfied just with normal stuff because God is an extraordinary. We are serving an extraordinary God. Now, this is the point, though, with that story. You know, for years, I didn't have any clue and revelation. But recently, God revealed something amazing to me. The Bible says that one of them, when he saw that he got healed, one of them immediately turned back and, and, and found Jesus, fell at his feet, and started praising, worshiping, and thanking. And Jesus was very pleased. You know, with, with that action. And actually, uh, according to his words and expressions, I mean Jesus, uh, he was expecting the rest also to come. But only one came. So, my message this morning will give you a secret key. Not that I am that special. But the gospel is a, a, a mystery for for the natural man and for the world. It is a mystery which can be revealed only by the power of the Holy Spirit through wisdom, spiritual wisdom and revelation. You see? So the, 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 the mystery, the, the, the secret key is a spiritual dimension and will teach you and give you access how to overcome and live victorious lives in your personal areas, challenges and, and limitations. I want to teach you something specific, how to overcome and, and live a victorious life. So, listen, this guy came back and started, you know, praising and ex expressing worship. And Jesus was pleased and he said, uh, where are the others? I, I believe the others were healed also. Where are they? They should be here also. This is the place they should come and give thanks to the Lord. And now, where is the difference? I mean, all of them, the Bible says, got healed. Okay? All of them. One return to praise and thank Jesus. Why? Because the Bible says, when he saw that he was healed, then 
he was compelled to go back and to praise Jesus. Now, this is the thing. One of them saw, listen to this. One of them saw what God has done for him. The others, they continued on their journey toward the temple and the service, focused, overwhelmed, occupied with what they had to do and perform and act. And this is the secret key for your victory. The victorious Christian life consists of recognizing and being focused and consuming and exploring day by day the measure, immeasurable riches of Christ stored for us in heaven by recognizing day after day what God has done and accomplished already for us and then consuming it and being saturated and overwhelmed with what he has accomplished for us and as a return you know as a you know a result of that what will follow we become worshipers a worshiper is someone who is consumed and who is totally saturated and overwhelmed with what God has accomplished and done for him. You cannot be a worshiper by performance, okay? By, by being focused on what you have to do. You, if you're focused on what you have to do, now don't get me wrong, you know, have some common sense. We, we still have responsibility. Amen? Even... When you wake up in the morning, you, you brush your teeth, you know, you do all kind of things, you know, don't skip that. Even there is a time of prayer, okay? I hate it because it eats my time with the Lord, but I still have this responsibility, okay? Amen. But still, we need to find time to return and thank Him. It's not by... Uh, like a duty of uh, on demand, but it's by being right in front of your eyes, the picture of what God has done and prepared for you. You know, it's just mind-blowing, and you fall down on your face just thanking Him for this day, thanking Him for your life, for your destiny on a daily... This is the, 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 the secret for having a victorious Christian life. Let's say sickness. Let's say financial troubles. Emotional. Any kind. You know. You go. You, you face Jesus. You meet Jesus. He is a person. Amen. He is real. He is the, the, the greatest reality and truth ever found in this universe. Whatever we touch today. Whatever we face as, as a, a substance. As Evidences, you know, uh, uh, came out as a result of things not seen. He's a greatest reality than anything else you face in this world. And if the enemy, you know, is, is a reality and our challenges and troubles are real, how much more real is the one who presides and the one who is before anything and everything in this world? Amen? Praise God. So this is the thing. What I do, you know, every day, 
First priority. First priority in your life to find out and to face and to have a revelation of what God has done, accomplished, and prepared for you for this present day. And be more consumed, not with what you have to do for Him, but to be more consumed with what He has already done for you. You know, you cannot outperform God. You know, you, you cannot do more than Him. Don't try. Just, just, just one thing. Think about this. The Bible says, and unto you, even the hairs are numbered. No, no, no. Listen, the Bible doesn't say, and unto you, God knows, because he knows everything. And definitely he knows the number of my hairs. And it's not that difficult with me, but with Caleb, that would be a great task. And you see, now this is, this is the thing though. The Bible doesn't say he knows, but the Bible says he numbered them. And you go like, when doesn't make any sense. Wait a minute. Why in the world God will waste his time numbering my, my hairs, which are not that important. I mean, they, they grow, they fall, and uh, they're not that special. You know, although we appreciate a good hairstyle and everything like that, you see. But numbering, even, uh, uh, you know, you know how much Caleb loves uh, uh, his children, you know, these pictures, we're enjoying his, his family and participating in the joy and in the victory God has given. Praise God. But I really believe Caleb never n tried to number the hairs, you know, of Judah, for example. No, but, but you love Judah, right? With all of your heart. We know. But, but he never did it because it's senseless, you know, like what's the point? You see, with God, even the hairs are numbered, how much more for greater things? So, can you outperform God? Like, no, give up. You know, you can never accomplish anything like that. And here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. The enemy has strategies to occupy your mindset to occupy your, 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 your mind, your thinking, you know, with uh, hundreds of things like what people have done to you. You know, that's a great enemy. And some people are overwhelmed with what people have said, people have done to them. At the same moment, at the same time that some, someone has done something wrong to you, do you know that God has done thousands of thousands of good things, you know, and have poured out them, and you are missing the point at the same moment of what God has appointed for you, only because the enemy has tricked you to be consumed and to be focused on what people have done to you or some people are just totally occupied with what they have to do for the Lord you know I wrote something last night before he has done anything else the Lord I have to do great things to God in order to get approval that's wrong 
God is not waiting for us to do great things for Him. He is waiting for us to realize how many great things He is made for us. That's, that's the secret of victorious life. Every time someone or something is hurting and, and hurts you and, and, and getting wrong, you know, and, 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 and circumstances and situations and people, go face Jesus. You see, and you will see how many good things, you know, he has prepared for you on a daily basis. Not even one day will be wasted or go empty without the grace, without the mercy, without the joy, without the power of the Lord to support you, to sustain you. As the Bible says, by these great and awesome promises, we receive power, you know, and also power for what? To, to obtain uh, everything which is required for life and godliness. And I, I'm going to give you, I know you you know, sounds radical, but I, I'm going to give you some examples, you know, because some people uh, uh, still uh, that, that great burden of responsibility on our shoulders to perform well. And don't get me wrong, we, we need to, to perform well. Because, not because to please, not, not to please Him, but because He lives in us. And you are appointed to be glorified. Sooner or later, you will get fixed by him and you will start, you know, performing well. But it is not your own responsibility. Your own responsibility is to receive the fixing from him. Because the fixing comes, the Bible says, by beholding. Beholding as in a mirror, we have been what? Transformed into what? Into the same image from glory to glory. You start with the glory. You start with something awesome. You start with the victory. You receive, you see, you receive, and then you reflect and you become transformed. Not, not by your own good, you know, trying performance and whatever, but you become an echo, an echo of, of, of what has been proclaimed and said, you know, and your heart answers. The Bible says, when you said, seek my face, my heart echoed, echoed, you know, like, and responded, your face I will seek, O oh Lord. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, um, there is always a greater, glorious, heavenly, present reality available to be consumed and to be revealed to us at every moment. And this is the trick, you know. We used to be physical, natural, material people, dead to God. That's what the Bible says. We used to be, and not just used to be, but actually we were born with that identity and raised with that identity. And now the challenge and the problem is to renounce and deny that old identity and to put on the new one because now being born again, you are Dead to that old reality, to that sin country of sin, you know. And now you have become a citizen of heaven and now you are alive to God. And, and you're dead to sin and alive to God, which means now you can respond 
respond to that new reality heavenly which is available if you only put your expectation and your focus on that reality boom you start reflecting it amen what a glorious journey what a glorious journey for 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 every day you know one of them the bible saw uh, the bible says uh, so what God has done for him and it compelled him to return to God and to fall down and, and, and start work. Be focused on what God has done for you in the past, is doing at the present moment and has promised to do for you in the future. And he is faithful and, and, and true to his promises to, to, to keep him. The Bible says in, in the Old Testament, uh, for, for the nation of Israel, on the way to the promised land, you know, from Egypt, it was a journey. You know, it took him 40 years. Guess why? You know, as Christians, we are not supposed, you know, to have a long journey like that. Today, Jesus said, today is a day of salvation. Today, these words I have proclaimed over you has been fulfilled in your ears. So let them sink down into your heart. No objections. Amen. So took him 40 years, but you know, God was gracious. Praise God. And the Bible says, listen now, listen to this. The Ark of the Covenant traveled not with them. The, 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 the one in the same moment, at the same moment, but actually the ark uh, of the covenant with the priest, carried by the priest, you know, traveled and journeyed three days ahead of them to find what? A resting place. Okay? So you're journeying, but every place you come and step on, and every step you make, you're just entering on your journey into something which the Ark of the Covenant has already broke through, has prepared, made the way, so to say. And finally, you arrive at a place of rest which He has prepared for you. You are not doing anything. You are just recognizing and getting aware with the present reality of His gift of grace and what he has prepared for you so you rest in his rest because he has rested isn't it amazing that the ark of noah the bible says rested on the mount of ararat <laughs> doesn't say settled but rested amen and you you rest already of what he has accomplished. Come on, folks. You see, uh, 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 Ephesians says that we're seated together in heavenly places. Now, we are greater than angels because angels are constantly, you know, busy doing some kind of thing. But Jesus is not busy. Jesus has accomplished it and read, and you are seated with him. It means you are established in his victory and his accomplishment. You are partaking and, and, and join air, you know, of everything he has accomplished. 
And so when, imagine Israel, they arrive at the place and they, they, they just see what God has prepared for them. Now these three days are speaking of what? These three days are speaking of the distance Jesus walked out before the whole humanity, you know, being crucified, being buried in the tomb, and then being resurrected on the third day, accomplishing a great victory of what is this victory finally? Rest. You see, and when, when, you are invited to come and enter into this sphere of, of Christian life. Step by step, you are advancing, but you are advancing in that victory, in that rest, and everything he has accomplished. And you are appointed to be not a performer, but you are appointed to be a worshiper. Why? Because a worship, what is, what is it to be like a worshiper? To be totally consumed by what God has done to wow you and just wow, praise God, you are amazing, you are awesome, and you bow down because you see the results already functioning in the reality of your, 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 your life and being manifested on the surface of your life. How, how the nine missed it? You know, how? Because they're totally, oh, uh, we, we, we got to go and, and show up. And then the priest will perform and will do and we have to make it. Come on, folks, you're healed. Rejoice. Now, at the same moment, you are cleansed. You know, they, they, don't, they don't see it in that way. They, they, they miss the point. I don't want to be a Christian, a child of God who is missing the point of my Christian life. I am appointed to go back, you know, and just fall down on a daily basis. Every morning start in that way, you know. Just go with the scripture. Go face Jesus through, through the power of the Holy Spirit every morning. First priority and recognize that this day is made for you. You are not made for the day. The day was made for you. And all the blessing which he has pre prepared for you. Yes, you will be in the traffic. Yes, you will face some challenges. Yes, some people won't be that nice to you. But you know his face is shining not on them but upon you. You are the responsible one to reflect what God, God, is, God is releasing and emitting as the sun over your life. Why missing the point? Praise God. At the same moment, bad things are happening to you. God is good all the time. And be more focused on that reality instead of the other one. Let me read the scripture. You know, Colossians 3, 1, 2. This is the, the Passion Translation. I, I, I know you love that. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And fill, listen to this, and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not, and not with the destruction, distraction, excuse me, of the natural realm. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm and you will not miss the point. And it will, it will bring thankfulness. You know, many people think, oh, I, I need to... Yes, there are times when we don't see, we don't feel, and we need to praise Him, you know. 
as the, the song says, uh, uh, I will praise him uh, uh, like the battle is over. Okay, even in the midst of the battle. I know there are moments like that. But even in these moments, if you see his face and if you see his presence reflected on the surface of your heart, oh, praise God, and you see the promises, you know, you will become a worshiper in a natural way. It's just a natural response because your heart being circumcised and God has given you a responsive heart. Praise God. Okay, want to prove that. Want to prove that. Going to give you some scriptures and then we, we're going to pray. First of all, Adam was created on which day? On the sixth day. Okay, everything, everything, I mean fruits, grass, food, comfort, sunshine, uh, warmth, air. Come on, folks. Was already perfect, exceedingly good functioning. And then Adam was created. You know, God didn't start with Adam. And then Adam goes like, oh, I can't breathe. And God, oh, I forgot about that. Boom, boom, some air. I feel okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then third day, hey, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. And God is making constantly. No, when Adam and Eve were created, everything was per perfectly functioning. All the things required for life and godliness were present and, uh, and already created. Amen. He was the crown of the creation. So, which is the first day, actually, of his new beginning and new life? Which number? Seven. Okay, the seventh day, come on, folks, the seventh day is the first day of his new life. Day one. Day one, day seven, rest. God has rested. There is nothing, nothing to be done, nothing to be accomplished. What shall we do? Well, we recognize the beauty the glory, the amazing reality around us, and it makes us to turn to the Creator on the seventh day and to thank Him. He is just smiling and resting, and you're just enjoying that perfect environment, and it compels you to become what? A worshiper of God. There is nothing to be accomplished. There is nothing to be done. That's the glorious beginning in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, God is giving you entrance into that perfect reality of what he, the, the, the finished work of the cross and what he has finished for you. And, and that's your new life. That's your new beginning, you know. Just recognizing, discovering more what's next. Papa, wow, we ate mango today. And amazing what's going to happen tomorrow. We will find something new. Wow, we went on, on, on a journey with, with Georgian and, and Winnie to, to Rome. First time. I'm European, but, you know, didn't have time uh, for, for that. But on the journey to, to, to Rome, that was the most amazing city I have ever seen. You know, every day we will explore Rome. And my wife is amazing with that, you know. So she would prepare the, the, the you know, the attractions and whatever sightseeing for the day. And we go and see new things. And, you know, every day it's mind-blowing, absolutely stunning. So at uh, the end of the day, I was, wow. I would go like, that was crazy. That was awesome. You know, I, I, I think I'm done. 
I don't think tomorrow will bring anything new. Like, I've seen the cathedral of Paul, St. Paul. I've seen the fountains. I've seen all the amazing buildings, you know. So next day we go to another place and I go like, whoa, no way, can't be. Day after day. And this is just wrong. And you are appointed to be a heavenly city of Jerusalem, which foundations are eternal, special, you know, so precious. All of them, like these foundation stones, 12 of them, they are all stunning, gorgeous, amazing. Imagine the reality God has prepared for you. Praise God. And one last thing, and I will finish with that time's sake, you know, because I want to pray for you. But listen, to, by the way, we appreciate you because you are the cream of the crop, you know, the early births. We, we appreciate your hunger and thirst. Amen. Amen. Seekers of God's reality. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Now, 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 listen, folks. Listen, it's a great example. It's a, you know, Abraham, you know, he's a great example. So God appeared to Abraham and asked him to sacrifice his son. Isaac, the only one, the beloved one. The long story short, I'm compressing. Okay? And uh, it's amazing that the very next morning, early in the morning, you know, he prepared everything required. He took the, the animals, the servants, and he headed to that place. He didn't wait for confirmation, like, I'm not sure, are you, or something like that. And he headed. So, three days journey. It's significant, but I don't have time for that. So, they arrived, finally, they, they arrived at the, the appointed place. They, it was a mountain. They had to climb the, climb the mountain top. And he turned, listen to this. He turns to his servants and he tell, commands them, you stay here. You stay here. You and the animal, the donkey. What is a donkey? Uh, uh, an animal which is uh, uh, mostly carrying loads. Okay? What is a servant? Think, just processing. Servants and donkeys, they stay down. They are not privileged and appointed to go up. Why? Because they are performers and servants and donkeys. Only, listen to this, only the worshippers a privilege to go up. Yeah. That's why Abraham turns to them and he goes like, you servants and donkeys, you stay here. We, the worshipers, will go up and worship. He doesn't say, we will sacrifice. I will sacrifice. No. He says, I will worship. You know, it took me 15 years to change my religious vocabulary, but I'm not doing sacrifices for the Lord. I'm gladly selling it out for the better price, for the, 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 the better treasure, the better pearl or whatever, you know, and getting rid of my old stuff for receiving something greater and something new and more exciting. We are not doing sacrifices. If you say, I'm sacrificing my time, what time? What, what, what time you're sacrificing for the Lord? It means that there is something more precious in your time than the Lord. Never say you sacrificed because there was only one sacrifice appointed which covered it all. And now you're an enjoyer. You're enjoying. You're 
privileged. You are just a blessed person. You are a consumer. I'm not talking about being, being, you know, consumers. But Jesus said, eat and drink my flesh. And many people got offended in that. So I want to bless you this morning. You know, learn from Abraham, that great example. He went up on the mountaintop and he was consumed not by his own performance, what he's going to do and what he's going to accomplish, but he was uh, uh, consumed uh, by discovering and recognizing what God has accomplished and prepared for him. And he was a worshiper only because of being focused on what God has prepared and has done for him. Because he turned to Isaac and Isaac goes like, where's the sacrifice? You know, I see the wood, I see the fire. Where's the sacrifice? God will provide the sacrifice for himself, my son. When they went up as worshipers, they found the answer prepared. They found that animal already caught and, and prepared from the Lord and provided. When you are consumed by what God has provided, you will never lack. You will never lack because you will just recognize and find out more and more and more how good He is and how awesome He has been to your life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray over you and, and just release an importation. And, and, and Jesus turned to the Samaritan woman. You know, she goes like with these thousands of questions like, how is it possible you're a Jew? I'm Samaritan. Why is this? Why is that? And Jesus turns. And he, I'm paraphrasing, okay. But he says, one thing is required, my friend. One thing is required if you only knew the gift of God. What he has accomplished, prepared. Made ready for you, uh, uh, available and presenting to you, you would have asked of Him. You would have asked of Him. I pray that God will open your eyes and remove your, your focus and, and, and your attention and shift it and turn it to the, the finished work, being consumed of what. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. The Bible says that uh, he has prepared from his riches of glory. Everything provided for life and godliness. And more and more and more. And it is available. And it is for today. And you are invited to participate in this table. And I pray just God will win this battle of your arguments. Uh, actually God is not... They're trying to win your argument, but God is trying to win your heart. And God will captivate your heart and make you a worshiper and will shift you from that burden of performing well and performing more. You will perform well when you believe and trust Him. Because they said, listen, they said, what shall we do to perform all the works of, of, of the Lord? And Jesus turned and He said one thing. To receive. This is God's, God's work. God, God's deed. Opus Dei. You know. This is it. To believe the one who he has sent. This is your task. Receive him today. Just come and bow down. And, and pray. Show me. Show me. I'm ready to receive. I agree. I'm in perfect harmony and union. And I'm aligning my expectation with the glorious treasures of heaven. Amen. Praise God. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for bringing these precious, amazing people.
this place, this morning, this day. I pray for an impartation of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to compel us to be totally overwhelmed and captivated by your glory today and, and tomorrow and forever. And it will continue in the glorious eternity to be in front of your throne. The Bible says in his temple, everyone, everyone is declaring glory to his holiness. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com.